friends. We are your hosts, Leanne and Llewellyn, and welcome back to the 100th episode of the One With Friends podcast. We're lame. Oh, we're so lame that we didn't schedule anything special for this episode. <laughs> There's no special guests. There's no like compilation of best moments because we don't have a production team. We are just two friends who like the show Friends that are doing this together. And that's what originally brought us together. And we still and here. I think the big thing should just be that we made it to 100 episodes. <laughs> I completely... That is celebration enough, like Llewellyn. You, like, back us. when we started season four and you told me that there was a 100th episode... Actually, I don't even think you told me. I noticed on our schedule that it was, like, bright green. And I was like, why mm-hmm. is this bright green? And then I realized it was our 100th <laughs> episode. And I my mind was blown. Because I'm like, there's no way we've done 100. But we have. Yeah. We have, and here we are. Yeah. Halfway through season four. Halfway, aren't we? Over halfway? Um, yeah, just over, but I'm rounding down. A little bit over halfway, season four. Good season. Good season to be in the 100th yes, episode, yes. you know? And as a quick just, I'm going to level set with y'all. It's our 100th episode, not the Friends 100th Correct. episodes. We've had a couple of special episodes Especially when we would talk to two-star podcasts. That always goes well over our time. So we cut it up into several. Um, so our 100th does not coordinate with the show's 100th. But it's still we're celebrating. We're proud of ourselves. We have wanted to quit several times. So we're here. And we're, we're doing, doing it. it. We're doing it. What's some uh, life updates? Oh, goodness. It is May now, which it's I literally cannot May. believe. It's gonna be me. <laughs> it's always my favorite. My sister sends me that meme every, every year. And it's still my favorite. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> what is happening in life? Uh, not much. It's hot. Okay. Mm-hmm. Down here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the land of very hot weather and no rain. Um, the other day we had, my roommate instructed me that we had a, a uh, red flag warning, which apparently in Florida at least oh. means um, extreme no heat. Like not extreme heat, but oh. like um, high, high. I'm losing my thoughts. Um, high chance of like f- spontaneous fires, I guess. Um, basically, I love that some states are like, yeah, I can just like combust out of nothing. <laughs> like what? No, basically it just means it's so dry that they, they're saying like, don't run your lawnmower. Don't run like any like electrical equipment outside or um, wow. things that could ignite something. Now, obviously we are a humid state. We're not like California where we're a lot drier. Um, so I don't know. Cause like she was reading that, and my roommate's like a true Floridian. Like she was born here, born and raised here, and she read it, okay. and she's like, "That just seems weird." And I was like, "Yeah, but we really haven't had rain." And I think the only day we had rain, it was like for maybe ten minutes, and it was a downpour. But like, oh, that's dang. not going to give us much in a month. Oh yeah, down here, unless you have sprinklers, your grass is dead with a it's capital dead. D. Yeah. <laughs> um, so just to put some perspective, we've only mowed our lawn once, and we've lived here since January. If that gives you any like wow. perspective, but um, wow. anyways, so I guess that's like the most exciting thing that's happened. Um, no, there's no fires, hey. um, so I think we're doing okay. I don't. Yeah, I feel like I should have some kind of life update, but I go to work, I come home, I hang out with my mom, I play board games with my aunt and uncle, and yeah. here I am. Yeah. Um, okay, my life is pretty similar. Same thing. I get up, I go to work, I come home. Um, I am about to give up the idea of online dating. You've been online dating? Well, I haven't gone on any, and I really haven't had any conversations because the people on there are the literal worst. Um... The options that are out, like, I just don't know what's happening. (laughs) It's just, 
literally nothing out there and everyone who always pops up is like they liked you they've always got like <laughs> i just i i can't even i can't even articulate how off base the recommendations are and so what i'll do here's my routine i'll go on because i convinced myself leanne if you want to eventually get married, you have to go on dates. So I'm like, okay. So I get on, I get on, you know, Hinge, Bumble, whatever. And I start weeding through what the app has recommended. They're instant no's across the board. And not even like to the point where you're like, okay, like give people a chance. They're like glaringly not gonna be for me i just flat out tell you just that. based on their looks N- no based on their profiles based on their initial like reach out to me and questions that they ask which are like <laughs> okay um it's no it's not just on looks it's like a whole profile like walkthrough um then I get frustrated because I'm like, yep, every time I come on here, it's the exact same thing. So I take a break and then I talk to myself again and say, Leanne, if you want to get married, you need to give people a chance. And I go on and it's always the same thing. I literally screenshot at least four people every time and send it to my friends. Like, is this app actually kidding? (sighs) So that's my life update. I'm still trying to, I haven't actually deleted them. Um, I've gone on different apps to try and like spread out the pool of people. Like maybe it's just this app, maybe like whatever. It's it's so interesting. That's annoying. Have you have you experienced? Have uh, you done no. any of no. that at all? I refuse to online date because it's the worst. It's the literal worst. Yeah. And here's why: uh, we're going on a spiel. This is now. This is happening. Here's why: when when you go on that when you go on a dating app. In order to date, you're automatically telling the other person that you're interested in a relationship. So there's the romantic interest off the get-go. Like that is what you're communicating. So every conversation, every way that they present themselves, their self to you and you to them is filtered through this mutual idea that like we're hoping this works out and we're trying to see if this will work out. But what happens then is you weirdly skip through a bunch of different learning about you things because you're automatically like so we're trying to see if this will like work out romantically whereas like remember back in high school or even like early college college in general um even like working during college where like you're around those people and you they were in your friend group and you could see them walk through life and you could watch them and you could see their character over a period of time and determine if someone like determine if someone like that was of interest to you but now like when you go on an app and you don't know their character and they don't know you like there's just this weird step that i feel like i need i want to watch people and see how they manage life I want to see how they treat their friends. I want to see how they treat their their relationships. If they're like good with, I mean, like, do they show up on time or are they late? Are they good or bad with communication? Like, when you skip to this step of like, I'm romantically interested, you you don't get to see that, and then you're in this weird like, well, then I have to like give out a bunch of information to be able to spend time with this person to find out if I even like them, like on a basic integrity and character level before we even talk about like interests and stuff. So anyways, that's my rant about online dating. We can continue. Welcome to our 100th episode. Let's do an episode recap and get into this episode. Yes. So this week we watched season four, episode 18, titled The One with Rachel's New Dress. In air quotes is what I'm going to (laughs) say. Um... (laughs) This one, teleplay by Jill Condon and Amy Tooman, and story by Andrew Reek and Ted Cohen, directed by Gail Mancuso, and originally aired on April 2nd, 1998. 
Rachel takes a provocative pose to get Joshua into a romantic mood, but her plans go awry, and Chandler and Joey are at odds to persuade Phoebe to name one of her triplets after them. Mm-hmm. All right, so we start off in the soft open in the cafe. Phoebe joins Joey and Chandler. Um, we find out that like she has now decided to use the drum set to replace her guitar because her baby bump is a little bit too large for her guitar to sit like nicely in front of her. So she has switched to a drum. Um, she gives us a little bit of a smelly cat debut on the drum. A cafe would never allow this to happen. No. It was so obnoxious. And I know that's the point, but like the context within a cafe, is, it was just a little bit too much. Now, Alice joins them and she tells Phoebe that Frank Jr. wants to name one of the kids Frank Jr. Jr. Chandler's like, wouldn't that be Frank the Third? And she's like, don't get me started. And honestly, that's the first time I've seen that actress portray that character in that way that I actually thought she delivered on the humor much better by switching to that type of delivery versus her normal like giggly airheaded sort of you know construct um because it was actually funny the way she was like don't get me started um so the Frank Jr. Jr. but and she has her own name for the other baby. And so she was like, we want you, Phoebe, to name the third kid. And, of course, Phoebe is super honored by this. And then she blurts out the idea of Cougar. What about Cougar? Um, and Alice is like, just think about it. Um, one, I think it's hilarious because Cougar is also a name yeah. for someone yep. who marries or, like, is with someone eight years their senior, um, which Alice would fall under that category. But also, I think it's funny because didn't the Kardashians, like, temporarily name one of their kids Wolf? I don't know. I don't follow them. I don't either, but you just see things on reels and stuff. And I'm pretty sure just in, like, your For You page or whatever, I think one of them named their kid Wolf. Even if it, it was temporary, it was just funny they're like, okay, cougar, wolf, like that's hilarious that those names are like <laughs> at the same time circulating. Um, in the main part of the episode, we are at Ross's place and Emily is still there because she has come back. He is obviously back in town now. And Emily has to leave, but Ross wants her to stay a little bit longer um, because his clock is fast. Um, but Carol and Susan are coming over with Ben, who we have not seen in probably at least one full season, I think. Yeah, it's been a minute. It's been a long minute since we've seen that kid. Now, Susan and Emily hit it off right away. Um, Carol mentions that Susan's going to be in London for like a shoot or something or a commercial shoot or something. And Emily is like, oh my gosh, well, I'd love to like show you around because Susan has never been. She offers to kind of be like her personal chauffeur, so to speak. And Ross gets quickly uncomfortable with that idea. You can tell he's like squirming yeah. a little bit. He is definitely mm -hmm. not happy about it. <laughs> uh, and that's just going to get more hilarious as this episode continues. Yeah. Um, okay, one quick thing yeah. about... So Emily and her hair has those dragonfly like yes, hair clips. Yes. And it just reminds me, and I don't know if just because I've I've we've been watching so much friends and like the fact that all of them are like, well, I don't know about in England, but in America. So I'm just like wondering because in the nineties, in America at least, like butterfly hair clips were like super popular. Yes. And now I I know that that's not really like a clip. Like I know that they're different styles because that was more of like a hairpin. But um, it just made me think, it's like, is the dragonfly, like, what in America we use as, like, butterfly clips? Oh. I don't know. And it just, like, made me, like, think that. Because then she also had the choker around her neck, which was very big in that time. Mm -hmm. And is sadly coming back now. Um, so, I don't know. It just, I noticed that. And then I also noticed Ben's haircut, the bowl cut. Yep, the because bowl Because I <laughs> sadly had that haircut for most of my childhood. Really? Yeah. Yes. Have we not I talked did. about that? I'm pretty sure we have. It's it's a sore subject because... Did we talk about that when you... Danielle came on? 
I think so. Because I've, because as a kid, I went through like a mullet stage. I had a mullet for a while. Um, As a female, I had a mullet. (laughs) It's weird. Um, And then, then my parents transitioned me to a bowl cut. I don't know if it's just because it was easy to make, but it was bad. Like I've got, and I was like a chubby kid. So like, and I also, as a kid, lost my two front teeth in a um, gymnastics accident. Oof. Uh, so I didn't have two front teeth for, like, five years. What? Um, I don't know if it was five years. I think it was, like, three years. It was longer than what a kid should not have front teeth for. Is it because they didn't um, grow back in yet? Well, it's because I I, I basically landed face first. And um, they were, like, impacted, and they were my baby teeth, so they had to, like, pull them out, and so my adult teeth weren't, like, growing in yet, so they were all, I was waiting for them to come. This is worse than the description of my teeth dreams. (laughs) I'm cringing. (laughs) I mean, I, like, remember the day that it happened, like, when I fell and hit my face, but I don't remember, like, what happened right after. Sure. And all that, but if you look at my, like, those classic, like, um... I don't know if your mom did this, but my mom made the the picture wheel of, like, every grade Mm, um, mm -hmm. that you hide your pictures. And I think kindergarten, first, and second, I think I don't have front teeth. And then they may have just started showing up in second, Mm -hmm. but then I have them. And they came in, like, super – it was – it's always been a sore subject. But, um, yes, I had a bowl cut. And so just imagine, I mean, you know what I look like. Just imagine me with a bowl cut. I'm staring at your really, picture right now because Really we chubby don't. cheeks. <laughs> like, really chubby cheeks. Like, as a kid, chubby. Yeah. Um, and no front teeth. Oh. Terrible. Llewellyn, I'm so sorry. Terrible. <laughs> oh, no. I, it's just funny. Like, when I see those memes or those reels of, like, kids these days and, like, what they're wearing and their cute little outfits and all adorable oh. and then what we wore as that age. Horrendous. Like, what happened it's uh dude this like social so media bad. age with like comparison and stuff really just it's, so, it's bad. so bad but honestly like if i could go back to the 90s it was such a simpler time it really it really was granted we were children but true true now i will say the chokers i think they made a strong comeback in like the 20 teens because I remember, like, the velvets, like, not just the ones that had, like, the design in them, but, like, velvet. Like, I remember I wore some of those in that time frame because they came back. But I think they've kind of left again. But yeah. mullets are coming back. Uh, I know. They're it's awful, driving they're me nuts because. They're horrible. The guys, people like the guys who have them, it's not only the mullet, but they usually keep it, like, greasy. Like, I have not yet seen a guy who has a mullet, and it's, like, actual clean hair. I have a cousin who has one. Granted, he's eight. Okay. (laughs) Um, But he, like, specifically has asked for this haircut. Wow. And they make it. Wow. I mean, I don't see him all that often, but in pictures, it doesn't look greasy, so I know he washes it. But still, I'm like, I don't understand. Well, I think of it in the lens of, like, you know, maybe 18 to the guys who are like in their like late 20s who are wearing it that is like you're in like the dating pool and and having a greasy mullet that's what i don't gross. understand <laughs> anyway i will swipe left so, so hard on a greasy mullet <laughs> so gross anyways i would swipe left on a non-greasy mullet <laughs> like just a Mullet is a hard pass for for Llewellyn, for the gents out there. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, okay, so we, we leave Ross's, we go to the guy's apartment, and on the door in the Magnadoodle, there is the word work with, like, the circle and the slash, like the Ghostbusters, like, circled slash through it. I think yeah. that's funny, because... It's kind of how I feel, <laughs> just yeah, in general. Every day. Every day. Uh, Phoebe comes in and hasn't determined a baby name. It's been really hard. Um, and I, I had to wonder, do you have baby names already? Have we talked about this? Oh, yeah. I have a list. Okay. I have a list, too. Um, For all the babies I don't want. <laughs> that's so true. Well, I want to adopt, but I, I know we've talked do. about I know this. you do. I know you do. That's so funny. That That's so true. That's so great. Um. She wants a really strong name, like Exxon. 
Joey recommends the Hulk because that's a strong name. <laughs> Did you notice that Joey's wearing green too? Yeah. It's like a it's like a patterned green, but I thought that was such a funny parallel. Yeah. Um then they get into what is the storyline that's going to continue on throughout the rest of the episode is name it Joey. Joey's your friend, he's your pal. Um and then Chandler chips in obviously with his own name. You know, and one thing that I definitely can relate to Chandler and he's like Chandler is lovable once you get to know him (laughs) yeah I'm like same same man same um I love how like Chandler is drinking yoohoos I don't know if that Uh, is like I love yoohoos have or I used to love yoohoos I don't think I've ever had a yoohoo is it chocolate milk it's basically just chocolate milk. okay okay um I don't think that's like one of his things yes I'm wondering like is that a is that a character choice that Matt Perry made for Chandler, or does Matt Perry like yoo-hoos? You know what I mean? I don't know. That would be an yeah. interesting. Um, now, the guys both give very good arguments for why Phoebe should pick their names. And they're literally waiting for an answer from him on, on this hair, or not hair, <laughs> name debate. And she's obviously like, that's not the point like she's not going to make it now um but they're like acting as if like we expect you to determine it right now so we go across the apartment though really quickly over to the girl's place wait wait before we go over yeah a couple things um one the rug that's underneath it's just super like specific i guess <laughs> but the rug that's under the chairs in the living room mm-hmm. um i've never noticed it before and i don't know if it's just because like I, I, I guess I notice rugs more because I don't have carpet. You mean like um, a living room rug? Is that what you're talking about? Like yeah. Okay. Yeah. In the guy's in the apartment guys. Okay. under their chairs. Yeah. yeah. Because they've always had their carpet in the other apartment. True. Yeah. So they have this giant rug and I actually like the way it looked. It was very simple. Mm. Um, I think it was like tan and then it had like very little design on it, but like it just had the, like pops of color uh-huh. and it actually like really like pulled the room together, mm. which was odd. Like I really feel like in that apartment like their stuff like they've made it fit okay in the living room at least yeah the kitchen drives me nuts but Ugh, always the living room at least i feel like they're like living set like looks decent mm. for the two guys you know for them um yeah and then another thing i noticed i think it was at this point um because phoebe was sitting in the chair yeah and it was turned to face them in the kitchen and behind her like right in front of the tv it looked like they were like Paddington the Bear figurines. Mm. At least there were two, and one of them had it looked like the yellow trench coat that Paddington wears with the hat. Mm-hmm. And then there was another one. It was also a bear, but I don't know that it was Paddington. But I saw them and I was like, oh, I've never seen those before. But they were like oddly placed, like on a table in front of the TV. Oh, oh, weird. I didn't even notice those. Yeah. Good catch. Man. Yeah. Anyways. That's it. Um, it's funny that you mentioned rug. Tomorrow, I'm actually driving to Knoxville to go pick up a rug that I paid for. It's a very fancy Persian rug, like one of the real legit hand-woven rugs. I bought it like secondhand from a store on Instagram, but I'm so pumped because one, those are the types of rugs that like last forever. You like literally hand them down through your family. They like cost a small fortune. Um, but I'm really excited to put it in my living room because I also have hardwood floors and I I love hardwood floors, but I do always wear like um, my Birkenstocks, but the like fl- slipper yeah. versions. Because, um, but then like my dog is always like scrambling around on like because she's getting old, so it's like harder for her feet to stay up under her. So I'm really I'm really gonna be happy to have like a rug in the living room. It's gonna tie everything together. So I love that you mentioned that. That's awesome. I never noticed that rug. I didn't even know they had one. So good catch. Nice. Um, okay, across the hallway in the girl's apartment, Monica is in the kitchen, and Rachel comes out asking which lingerie she would wear if she, like, thinks that maybe they're going to get it on later tonight, and Monica doesn't really feel comfortable, like, answering or picking out someone else's lingerie, um, which is the complete opposite of what me and my girlfriends did for one of their uh, bridal parties. Uh, all of the lingerie that we had gotten her, she literally tried on in front of us. We gave each of them a name. And then she created, like, a menu of the names of them 
so that her husband on their honeymoon would just pick a name and then she would wear the coordinating outfit with that. (laughs) So great. So clever. Um, Now we find out that Monica is making the dinner that Rachel is making, quote unquote, for Joshua. And that's pretty much what happens in this scene. Um, Okay. So one thing I just need need to chat about yes um how how does how (laughs) that kitchen (laughs) when you have multiple how how i'm like oh this is gonna be good (laughs) it's really not that good but as she was making as monica was making and i don't know i think it's just because i you know since you're leading this episode i was more like looking at the surroundings yes and like you had said in the last episode this is one of the last episode and this episode are like really when we get to see what the girls' apartment looks like now, mm-hmm. and it's really like now I'm realizing how small that apartment is compared to the other one. Yes, like it's it is obvious because you can tell that they're one is bigger than the other, but the girls just have so much stuff, and like that kitchen mm-hmm. for somebody who's a chef. Yeah, like I it drives me nuts, and I don't even cook. Mm-hmm that that kitchen looks the way it looks because it's so cluttered there's so much stuff and i don't understand how monica can do anything in that kitchen yeah so i don't know like i don't know if like anybody else thinks that out there in the world but it just like the whole scene like i like kind of remember what they were talking about but like i was just focused on how there's so much stuff and like that's a fire hazard Mm. for how much stuff you have sitting on your counters or like appliances on top of other appliances and I'm like that's just wrong. But yeah. Anyways. Well, and the jut out is really the only it's the only like tabletop Yes. Have. Yes. Yeah, you're so right. You're so right. And like you said in a episode recently like why is there like a tablecloth Ugh, on it? Literally drives me nuts. I don't understand. It's so annoying. Oh, man. Anyways. Okay, so we go back across the hall to the guys. We catch up with them. Ross comes in to tell them about his kind of conspiracy with Emily and Susan. They're going to the theater together. They're going to go to dinner. They're going to go to horseback riding. He eventually will bring up they're going to the gym. Hello, women stretching. <laughs> but Phoebe's like, Phoebe is so funny. She goes, Susan sounds fun, which is obviously the opposite <laughs> of what Ross wants to hear. Um, But Ross is thinking like, it's a bit familiar, isn't it? Um, and Ross is coming up with like these scenarios of like what's happening. Now, while he's doing that, Phoebe's like kind of looking at him and then she decides like out loud, like Ross is not the right name for the baby. And Ross is like, that's a really weird way to kick me when I'm down. Yeah, and right. then he's like sort of somewhat offended about Wait, why is Ross not a good name? Then he nerds out on a little bit of Marvel, which I can appreciate him for because I nerd out on Marvel as much as I can without having read the comics. Um, But the friends, like, really aren't responsive to, like, what he's trying to say in it. So he just goes, like, forget it. My girlfriend's a lesbian. And he, like, walks out the door. (laughs) So funny. Okay, so before you move on past Ross, when he mentions the Incredible Hulk comic book. Yes. He mentions specifically number 72, mm-hmm. but there is no such comic. What? No such comic existed at that time. What? So the, yeah, the Incredible Hulk was canceled at number six, and the Hulk then appeared as a feature in Tales to Astonish until he took over the title in 1968, and it was renamed the Incredible Hulk with with number 101. So there were no issues numbered 7 through 101 until the title began renumbering with number 1 in 1999, a year after this episode aired. So Wow. There was a 72, but it wasn't called The Incredible Hulk. It was, it was called Tales to Astonish. Oh, so he was Look at you with the facts. Man, that's good. Well, it's Marvel. We nerd out about Marvel. I love me some Marvel. I love me some Marvel. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So in light of Phoebe's like comment about Ross's name, we do find out that Phoebe has narrowed it down. Now, she kind of very flippantly says this as if like the guys were not going to react, but she sort of like narrows it down to Joey or Chandler. Like she is actually going to pick one of their names. Like that's what she's considering. Um, And in a weird like attempt to try and compromise, there is no good blend of Joey and Chandler together in one name it just they just don't fit but now when since she's determined this the guys are now fighting each other and joey ends up like cutting him real deep saying that like chandler is like not even a good name it's like almost chandelier it's like close (laughs) to that and then chandler like very quickly agrees he kind of like goes in real hard on this idea that chandler is not a good name um and he's sort of like but before before they get there though they're fighting back and forth and you know he's like well there's no famous person named chandler and chandler like spews off well raymond chandler Mm -hmm. um and then he's like yeah but there's no famous joeys and he mentions like joey buddha I can even say the last name, Budafuco, mm-hmm. who is not a good guy. Um, and Joey even says, he's like, yeah, he messed that one up for us. Um, but, and then Chandler comes back with, he's like, yeah, like, like it's, there's not, never going to be a president named Joey, President Joey, which is funny because mm. we now have a president <laughs> named Joe who went by Joey as a child. So, Oh, that's so good. Granted, like, it didn't happen until 2020, so who they wouldn't have known way back then but it's just funny to think that that didn't age well (laughs) um so yeah they are fighting back and forth about like all these famous things and then chandler finally lands on like yeah that is a dumb name yeah he's like my name isn't even real (laughs) 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 um i know we've been going back and forth but we catch up with the girls um and really by that just over at the girls apartment joshua and rachel are eating dinner he's pouring wine and one question that I have. Does he always have to wear turtlenecks? <laughs> I don't know. I just I ap- think he's so adorable. I appreciate a really good turtleneck. Like, I think it yeah. makes a guy look very sophisticated and well-dressed. But when they always wear them, I'm sort of like, what is up your butt? <laughs> like, you just seem so, like, <laughs> Maybe that's just his style. It, it is, obviously. But I just, I don't know. I could... He could loosen up a little I bit. Feel, I feel like he wears a lot of dark colors, too. Like browns and blacks. and Oh, does he? But she's, she's sold him everything that he's wearing. In my brain, I think of him in like uh, like an oatmeal colored collar, like t- long collar. I think in the store. I think he, he's just like very neutral. Like he is. all of his color is very neutral. You are right. There's nothing fun about his outfits. <laughs> There's nothing that makes him stand out <laughs> at all. <laughs> Come on, Rachel. You're the one dressing him. Um, one thing I noticed is that they have three full size ta- uh, candles on the table. Like full regular. They're very small table. Yes, but they're like. A candle that you would normally just burn by itself, a big glass jarred candle. They have three of those going, not just small, like, tapered candles. I thought that was so weird. It's Rachel. I know. She's trying. Now, the chick and the duck have come out of the room, which Joshua clocks. And (laughs) he real clocks. (laughs) He clocks it. And he freaks out a little bit. So Rachel sort of, like, is reacting to his freak out. Like, oh, okay. So she, like, moves them out of the apartment. Um, do you have anything like that for you? Like, anything, like, weird? I literally asked the same question. Oh, did you? Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. I asked you first. Um, okay, before we talk about that, though. Yes. 
you brought light to this chair and stool in the last episode. You said Joey looked awkward sitting on it. He did. But when they pan over <laughs> to the the duck and the chick, who's now a rooster, mm-hmm. um, there's this, like, velvet chair, like, velvet green chair and, like, footstool. Mm. I honestly, like, yeah, I can understand why Joey might look like uncomfortable in that, but, like, I have been looking for a chair like that, <gasps> honestly. Really? Yeah, especially, like, the velvet green, like, the hunter green type color. Uh-huh. Um, I want one so bad. Oh, it's so bad. Because they're just, they're so comfortable. The ones that, like, that one wasn't as, like, big as I would like mine to be, but mm-hmm. that you, like, sit back in and, like, your legs kind of, like, curve around it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think you can picture what I mean. It's, like, really nice to lay on. Okay. Oh. I want one so bad. So I saw that and I was like, "Ooh, I like that chair." Because it's it was an awkward angle that we were at. We're not usually at that angle. Yeah, in that's this apartment. That is true. Yeah, yeah, you're right. But, we usually aren't. That is interesting. Good call out. Yeah. Anyways, uh, strange fears like Josh and his Joshua and his farm animals. Farm animals. Um, and they have to be weird. Like I don't like spiders or anything that crawls. But like I wouldn't yeah, consider that yeah. weird. I don't know. I. You know I do this. I write questions down, and then I don't think of my own answer. Same. I don't have an answer for this. <laughs> I know that there is one, so I'll think on it while okay. we're while we're going. Perfect. Um, yeah. I'm sure I do, and if I think of it post, we can put it in the show notes or something. So yeah. for those of you, keep a lookout if you don't hear us say it in the pod. Yes. Um, now, even though the duck and the chick have been put outside, Rachel knocked on the guy's door. The guy's like, you know, Joey comes out and he's like, how'd you do that? And he lets him in. Joshua cannot focus. He still is like, I know they're over there and I can't. She <laughs> offers to pack the dinner up and go to his place. He can't. Okay, but her, her like response to that when he, she was like, they're literally two doors between us. Like <laughs> it would take them forever to peck through them. <laughs> he's like, that's really not helping. He's like, I don't want to know that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, now they can't go to his place because it's being worked on. So, but he's staying at his parents' parents' house, and they're gone on vacation. So that's what they determine, and like they have to do it soon because they can still hear them. So they are, when we leave them there, they are clearing out and going to head to his parents' place. Now back over at Ross's apartment, Carol comes to pick um, Ben up, and. He only says no, apparently. Ross, like, asks him a bunch of questions, um, asks him what we, he wants to do. He says no to everything. and um, But we find him using his little sweeper tools to sweep on the high-gloss wood floor. Did you see the shine <laughs> coming off of that wood? I have to admit that at first I thought that Ben was sweeping up glass. Oh. I was like, why are you letting your child... <laughs> sweep up broken glass but then i realized the floor was just that shiny it's so shiny uh don't even understand it so crazy um that's like a 90s it's gotta be a 90s thing yeah no one would would be caught dead with that shiny of a wood floor (laughs) (laughs) not in 2022 okay and did you notice ross's coffee table when it like pans to him sitting like on his chair there's like these leather pads on the corners that were probably like childproofing, but they also kind of looked like they could fit in with like the style of like the guys, single guys place. But they looked like they were buffers because it was a glass table. Did yeah. you notice those at all? I did not. Okay. Know. I just thought they were so interesting. I was like, that's an interesting look, but it also weirdly adds to his style so that they don't just look like kids head pads you know what i mean yeah now ross asks if susan has heard from or carol has heard from susan and apparently she's having so much fun with emily which is not what ross wanted to hear no now ross brings up his fears to her in in such a way that she calls him paranoid and we get the this like classic very Ross way of response where he's like, am I? Am I? <laughs> it's very, very, that's a lot. Um, Now, she's like, I don't know about Emily, but 
she is in a very committed relationship and he brings up like so were we so were we so good and with that he scenarios her right into admitting that she has like the slightest doubt in susan which then sets Ross off because he didn't fully believe it until she just said it yeah so so good okay did you notice that he in that when they were like transitioning over to starting to talk about Susan and um, Emily, instead of saying, by the way, he said, by the by. Oh, I did not notice that. Yeah. Cause I think they were talking about Ben and then he like sat down and he was like, you were usually you would segue by the way. He was like, by the by. And then kept going. I'm like, wait, what? I mean, technically was- that is like grammatically correct, but that is, not but it's as different much like you don't used do yeah yeah oh interesting that's a good catch that's a good catch too um okay this next scene i have a conspiracy <laughs> theory did you read it already conspiracy theory no i didn't don't don't read it let me tell it to you okay we walk into what is told to us is the basement of joshua's parents place correct Cause it's like the basement. Yeah, it's like the second living room in the basement, right? He just said the second living room. Oh, didn't okay, say basement. second living room. Okay, whichever. This room looks oddly like a reorganized Pete's house. Pete's house. Pete. Oh, with Monica. Pete. The way, like I- the couch is obviously in a different place. Like it's definitely reorganized, but it looks like the same exact set as Pete's house. Now you know what I thought it looked like. Well, hold on, hold on. Let me continue the theory, the, yes. the conspiracy theory. He says Joshua tells Rachel that his parents just moved in. So did Pete sell his house to Josh's parents? Maybe. <laughs> I I honestly think I'm onto something here. Okay, interesting. But what about you? I'm probably not wrong. What did you think it I don't was? Know. I mean, I don't think it is, but I it it sort of looked like at least partially layout of Joey's apartment when he had all that money. But now that I'm really thinking about it, the kitchen was on the opposite side. Yeah. And what they just portrayed the kitchen as. So I don't think it was, but I mean, they probably reuse those things all the time. Yeah. I mean, I know they do, but they just, you know, they don't normally say that. So I'm like, man, it looks like the exact same set, but he did say his parents just moved in. So I'm like, I'll bet that was Pete's house. And he did say it was right. It has a great view of the park, Ooh. which is a very expensive part of town. You so. are right. I I think I think we've. Fig- I think you're probably right. I think. Let's just go. I if you're honestly right. think so too. I honestly believe. <laughs> I it. believe that I'm right. I'm gonna Google okay. it. Okay. While you Google, I'm gonna continue now. Um, essentially, they're like getting comfortable in there and. I'm just going to fast forward a little bit. He offers to put the food in the, like away in the fridge while she freshens up. But we find out as he goes to leave that his parents have come home early, loudly declaring, might I add, um, France sucks, which I wholeheartedly disagree with. Um, the parents kind of leave the room. So does Josh. Rachel comes out all zhuzhed up in her new fancy lingerie dress. Ugh. And the parents walk in with, I mean, just after, um, Joshua. So Joshua walks in. He's like, oh, uh, and then the parents walk in right behind. Now, introductions are made, which is obviously very awkward. The mother accuses her son of ordering a prostitute because she's like, that's not what the $500 was for. It was for food. Um, which Rachel then tries to backpedal. What's funny is she could have just said, like, no, we're dating. Um, but she ends up trying to explain that, like, no, I'm a buyer at a store and I try out clothing, get people's reaction, and I tell my higher-ups what I've heard. Apparently, like, the, you know, America is not ready and the mother is so kind. She's like, maybe L.A. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So... They find out they're all hungry. So the dad is like, well, do you guys want to all go out to eat? And there's sort of like this weird, like, now they kind of have to say yes because they know they're hungry. And he's like, okay, so we're going to go out to dinner and and you're going to 
you're going to wear that. And so we'll be there eating with with you wearing that. <laughs> and that's sort of like how this scene ends. Okay. A um, couple of fun things in the scene. So the guy that plays Joshua's dad is actually Matthew, Matthew Perry's real life dad. <gasps> what? How did yeah, I not so know it's, that? It's John Bennett Perry. So who good. plays Joshua's dad. Um, and I didn't know this, but it, but Matthew Perry and John Bennett Perry play father and son in Fool's Russian. I didn't oh. realize his dad was his dad in that movie. Me neither. Wow, dang. Um, and then just a little, like, goof thing. I have to admit I missed this one, but um, when Joshua's father asks if they have eaten, there's a mask on the table, and it's hard to see. I went back and rewatched it. It's really dark, so if you don't know it's there you won't even catch it okay but behind joshua because he walks over to like stand next to rachel behind his uh, left shoulder um there's this really creepy like mask that the only thing i could think of was like the legends of the hidden temple (laughs) mask (laughs) um noise and there's one cut where it's looking at josh and um rachel and its eyes are glowing red and then it cuts away and it comes back and its eyes are not red anymore Mm. and then it cuts away and comes back and its eyes are red again so it like goes it's either like switched on switched off depending on the scene Mm -hmm. so just a little like it's kind of creepy honestly when you look at it but yeah yeah nice and i'm still searching for that answer okay well i'll keep going while you keep searching deal 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 um, back in the guy's apartment, we catch back up with them. Chandler is like looking through this book of different names. Chandler is like, I'm going to have no first name. And Joey's like, so we're going to call you just Bing. And he's like, I have no name. And then they like offer different names. Phoebe offers Jean, but Chandler is like, what about Clint? And he's like, you can't pull off a Clint, but Chandler's sort of adamant that Clint is going to be it. And they still call him Gene. They still think that, like, that's the better option. And it's a really short scene, and that's pretty much it. Um, do you have anything else about that specific one? It's so short. No. Okay. Downstairs in the cafe, um, Rachel is, like, explaining to the girls how dinner went and how she went to dinner. So they find out, like, oh, so you ended up going in that dress She's like, yeah, and at one point the wa- uh, the waiter spilled like ice down my back or water down my back or something, and so like my boob popped out. And she's like, I have very nice breasts, so it's fine. Um, but it was just like that's such an awkward, like that's so awkward. Um, Ross comes in and he is still on this topic. He's like, they're going to a poetry reading together. And he, like, tries to explain what that means to this group. He's like, it's a poetry reading. They're being gay together. And Phoebe's sort of like, she's like, man, Carol really messed you up. And he's like, what do you mean? And all of a sudden, like, Rachel is like, oh, my gosh, that makes so much sense. And she talks about Mark, how there was nothing there. And then Monica reveals that in high school, he was so trusting, even though all his girlfriends were actually cheating on him. And then Phoebe gives this little breakdown, like, okay, so from 92 to 93, Ross is fine. He's like trusting Ross. Then 94, bam, Carol cheats. And all of a sudden, he's like this really like jealous guy. And the girls are like, oh, my gosh, this is so fun. Like kind of psychoanalyzing, you know, Ross. And he's like, this isn't fun. But Monica here gives some like really good advice. And then Phoebe encourages him like a little bit more of just like, don't let something that happens in your past. Like, don't let that don't let that like indicate what you think other people are going to be like just because you got hurt once doesn't mean the other people are going to like hurt you in that same way and i thought it was like a really great scene um yeah and they did a really great job like kind of sussing out that situation yeah for sure um so to wrap up the main part of the episode um in the guy's apartment chandler comes in asking if he's a mark or john 
And then someone mentions Barney instead. I think it's probably Joey. Um, and Chandler's like, cool. Okay, I'm going to change my name. Like, I'm going to the courthouse tomorrow. It's either going to be like Mark Mark John or John Mark or something like that. It was a combination of something. Um, and Phoebe's like, Phoebe like eventually calls him out. He's like, she, I love Phoebe in this episode because she does so much calling out. One, she's like, just been with Ross. And she's like, Carol really messed you up. And then she's yelling at Chandler, like, you have problems because of you, not your name. <laughs> like, just straight up <laughs> yeah. calls him out. And and then she, like, she convinces him, like, it's a great name. And then because she's, like, done such a job of saying, like, no, Chandler is such a great name, all of a sudden the baby's name is Chandler. Phoebe has made her decision. She has to let Joey down a little bit. Um, but it's Chandler. And Phoebe's like, oh my gosh, well, I've got to go, I've got to go tell Alice and Frank Jr. So she heads out the door and all of a sudden Chandler turns to Joey and is like, ha!" And he reveals that it's been a long con on Joey the whole time. He never hated his name. He was never considering anything else. He just had to play so far the opposite way so that he would get his way. I thought it was so clever. Yeah, it was. <laughs> so good. Okay, anything else about the bulk part of the episode? Any fun facts that we missed or anything like that? Um, A couple. Well, actually, yeah. yeah. Well, the only one I'll really say, is, and then there's a couple at the end. Um, This is the only time that Susan's occupation as a photographer is mentioned in the entire show. So the reason mm. she went to England was to photograph something yeah 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 nice yeah you're right oh also i guess yeah i can say the rest of these um monica only appears in two scenes in this entire episode oh wow which is odd because you'd think she'd be in more um and then this is also the only episode where we see joshua i can't i say josh all the time but it's joshua. it's fine it's both it's fine joshua and rachel kiss Oh. So even though they're together for a number of episodes, this is the only one where we actually see them kiss each other. Dang. Man. Yeah. Um Okay. In the tag scene, Ross and Susan no, Ross and Carol are waiting for their significant others, and a woman walks by and both of them check her out real hard and they kind of catch each other checking this woman out. <laughs> And then we see Susan and Emily come off the plane, each of them embracing their own um, significant other. Then there's like this sort of final goodbye between Susan and Emily. Thanks so much for your time in like London. Thanks for showing me around. They give each other those little like um, very European uh, cheek kisses, like side kisses. And Ross turns back to Carol and is like, no tongue, like thumbs up. And it's sort of like the idea of, you know, this secret romance of, you know, them being swept away together has finally like seceded and all is well. So that's how the episode ends. Nice. Um, favorite scene? Um, I think the scene where they're in the cafe and Phoebe is like explaining to Ross exactly everything that you had said about you know like this is how you feel um i don't remember everything she said but she's just like being really honest with him and really real and i just i love that about phoebe so yeah i completely agree same exact scene i loved it nice all right what about the episode writing again i don't think about this um i honestly i think i'm gonna give this one a this I might regret this, but a seven, seven, seven. Yes. Um, because it was funny, and I think the real moments. I think any time that the friends show like real moments, I love that. Um, but it was also funny, and yeah, I don't know. It just like it was one of those that like I wouldn't mind watching again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I will completely agree with you. I laughed out loud multiple times, genuinely laughed out loud. 
Um, I thought that the Ross storyline was funny. The fact that he was like so paranoid and then got Carol on his side, his like little like, am I? Um, was hilarious. And then just the Chandler sneaky sneaky on the uh, trying to get Phoebe over to his side. I thought it was so good. I, I really liked this episode a lot. So that was a great episode. I feel like we're coming back into like some good episodes, hopefully here in a little bit. But yeah. All right. That brings us to our post show wrap up. It's trivia time. Meow, meow, meow. Okay. Um, <laughs> trivia time on our hundredth episode. We better get this right. <laughs> <laughs> what instrument did Ross want to play at Chandler and Monica's wedding? Oh, the uh, the, the loud one. The, uh, the bagpipes. Bagpipes. Yes. Bagpipes. Yes. I think we just <laughs> talked about that the other day. Um, what does Rachel mistake as a beer pong for a baby? What? What? Read that again. What? <laughs> what does Rachel mistake as a beer pong for a baby? Like she says like, oh, it's like beer pong for a baby. Is that like the idea? Yeah. Beer pong for a baby. <laughs> I know. I know. Now I'm trying to think of like beer pong and like what is there like what's relatively yes. sim- similar. Small, similar. Beer pong. Beer pong. For a baby. Like throw. Speaking of beer pong, my company had a our eighth annual flip cup tournament tournament at lunch the other day. Super fun. Did you say eighth annual? Yep. They literally every year they do a flip cup tournament over lunch. They cater Chick-fil-A in for everybody and they divide the entire company into 16 teams and then we compete. It's with water. Hello, guys. It's midday, mind you. Um, But there are very strict rules. There's like a spirit award that's given out because everyone has a theme. We were animal print this year. We had like inflatable animals. Our leader dressed up as like a safari guide. It was hilarious. So fun. Um, our team did not win, sadly, so we did not get the dessert trucks um, that they would cater in for the winning teams for both the Spirit Award and the actual tournament award, but super fun. Anyways, beer pong for a baby. Beer pong. Uh, throwing something into something. I don't know. I'm honestly not going to. What is it? like? I don't know. I'm not going to guess it. A breast pump. What? I would have never gotten that. Do you understand that I... I've... Uh, no, it's Rachel. We don't like her. Okay. Remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I do not have any social media spotlights this week, so we can skip right to recommend to a friend. Oh, you go first, because I still can't think of okay. one. Okay. I will be 100% honest. I don't think I know for sure if I have said this one or not, but... I got these sunglasses a while back. It's from a company called Crew, K-R-E-W-E. So K-R-E-W-E, Crew. Um, They're originally based out of New Orleans, but they have several shops. A lot of them are in like tiny home builds that they like, they're just small shops that they park on like someone else's parking spot. There's only two stores that are actual like foundation floors, the original one being in New Orleans. Um, but they had, uh, I bought a pair of sunglasses from them and one, they're high end, they're amazing. But what I like about it is that they have this guarantee that the very first time you need your sunglasses replaced, because like, say you stepped on them, your dog chewed them up, they got majorly scratched. They will replace your very first pair for free if it's like bought in. So at any time say I buy three more pairs of their glasses and five years from now I break one or I step on it or I, you know, gets run over by the car or my dog, well, my, this dog wouldn't chew it up, but say someone else's dog chews it up. I can turn it in and get it replaced completely free. Like the first pair that I need repairs on absolutely free. And they'll just hand me a new pair of uh, glasses, like a brand new pair, which I think is amazing. That's a great guarantee crew. You pay a little bit more for it, but the quality is great. And they stand behind that very first pair needing repairs. So crew, sunglasses. They also do blue light glasses in front of the computer and prescriptions, prescription lenses. Recommend to a friend. And I will say that there are some styles that they fashion after 
like they're inspired by the New Orleans balconies. You know how they have that very Spanish and very French like structures to them. So some of some of their sunglasses has like that inspiration in them. So yes, crew recommend to a friend if you need some sunnies for the summer. Nice. Yes. Did that give you time? Yeah, I don't have one. Okay. Well, and we don't have any pending from our friends. I don't think we don't, do we? I think we've said them no. all so far. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, then you only have the one. So recommend go do it. Um, all right. Well, thanks for joining us for our 100th episode. Yay. Um, we are going strong and moving along. So we will next week cover the one with all the haste. Yeah, so we will see you guys next week on the Woman Friends Podcast. <laughs>